Okay, guys, uh, this week we're going to put out a plea to all of our listeners. Anybody that has episode 65 with Dusty Bitson and a review of the graphic novel uh, Grizzly Shark, we would appreciate it. If, if you do have it downloaded to your phone, uh, we would appreciate it if you could if you could send us the audio file for that episode. Um, we need to re-upload it and due to technical difficulties we don't have one um, we're just looking for somebody that has it downloaded to their phone or computer if you could send a copy of that file to uh, contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com i would be eternally grateful you'll probably get something out of me for that anyway on with tonight's episode What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I'm your host, Jonathan Cote. Joining me on panel tonight are... Christian DePaz. Roger May. And a very burpy boy. Oh, my God. Named Johnny Morales. Named Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, is Matthew Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hey. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we are a review-slash-spoiler podcast. We typically review a Marvel, a DC, and an independent book of some sort each week, so we probably are going to ruin some stuff. Uh, we're going to do some news, some previews, which we don't have any of the preview sheets, or do we, Roger? Yes, we do. We do. Okay, never mind. Uh, we'll do some news, some maybe some questions if people text us by the time that we get to them. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, Roger, tell us about this week's Marvel book. All right, uh, this week we're reviewing Amazing Spider-Man number 789. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. It actually, it actually Hashtag, does. There have been issues since 700. Hashtag legacy. Yeah. Well, including the superior um, run, so yeah. Yeah, and probably a couple others that don't make sense. But anyway, uh, written by Dan Slott with art by Stuart and Monin. Nice. Um, yeah, it's a really pretty book. Once again, we find Peter Parker down on his luck. The way it's supposed to be? Penniless. Yeah. He's lost everything, except he has gained the affections of... Mockingbird, aka Bobby Morse. Um, She's way out of his league, yeah, by the way. Bit, like yeah. way like first of all, like Mary Jane's way out of his league as it is, but Bobby, like, way, way out of his league. I'm not so sure about that. No. I love that pairing. I absolutely really do love that pairing. Because she uh she's not gonna take any anything from Pete, you know. I mean she she bosses him around. A lot of good it did, though. You didn't clean yeah. anything up. You didn't do any laundry. Didn't do any laundry. <laughs> but, I mean, he's a, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. He still yeah. is. He just is down on his luck. So, I mean. And the <laughs> proportionate strength of a spider. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, um, this was, number one, the art in this book was crazy good. Yeah. I, I really, really like the Monin's art on this. Fantastic. Um, I liked it. You know, this is this is more the Pete I want to read. Uh, the whole billionaire story really didn't do anything for me at all. Um, if if I had any problems with this book, it was it was how hard uh, Robbie Thompson was on him. It yeah, is Thompson, a bit. right? I, I think so. Yeah. Because I mean, Pete started to defend himself no, at one point. It's something Robinson. And that's why he calls right. him Robbie uh, Robinson. Joe Robinson. Joe Robinson, and that's yeah, why he Joe calls Robertson. him Robbie because of his last name. It's yeah, weird. it says uh, it? it's by Joe Robertson, the uh, Robertson. Article. Okay, so I guess it would. Mm, okay, yeah. Whatever. Sorry, yeah. It, neither here nor there. Um, not that that matters. 
But uh, I, you know, Pete started to defend himself uh, when when Joe gave him a hard time, and then Joe was like, "Yeah, I'm not having any of that. You're still wrong, and you screwed up everything for a lot of people." Pete and kind of became really milk toast, like limp wristed in that particular scene. I was like, what do you "Yeah, mean, okay." He, he was like, "Yeah, no, you're right. I suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it, it is, and that's the majority of this issue. Everything's my fault." Um, Love you. I would have I would have liked to have seen him have a little more of a backbone for a little longer period of time. Um but I really I I, I really like this story. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was really good uh kind of returning Pete to his It's like a breath of form. fresh but familiar air. It's, it's like a brand is, new day. Let's stop it. You like stop they literally right made they That's literally made yeah. they literally <laughs> made that joke. Does it feel like pre superior yeah. Spider-Man? Gotcha. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that joke too, because I think that was with Bobby, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it says, uh, "Time to get on with your life." Brand new day, and then Pete says, "Don't say that." Don't say that. <laughs> Which was that was that was a really nice touch. Yeah, uh, a little I in like joke. That. What Christian? What did you think of this? I'm not going to be on the popular side here. I actually didn't mind Billionaire Pete. I like. I, I it was something different. Hmm. You know, I, I just. How many times can you write him down as luck, the world just dumping on him over and over and over? 42 times. <laughs> 37? <laughs> <laughs> no. um, but anyways, it's just oh it's just tiring to see, and I like to see that change. And it wasn't even brought by him. It was Doc Ock, right, that yeah. made him rich. So, okay, he's like, okay, I had to, so he kind of stumbled his way into being this and he did okay yeah um and it's just it's just it's like and in this whole issue like you said they just dump him here they dumped on him here you know and yeah. it just kind of here's 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 my response to that though i think that you know because pete's always been kind of a down on your luck character but he's always he, he's got you know uh uh inexhaustible uh optimism, optimism that comes with that and the thing about the thing about peter parker is that he's always he in the past um he's always been a relatable character okay i don't mind them telling new stories either but making him a billionaire a yeah. tech giant billionaire makes him unrelatable to 99.99 yeah. percent of the population and and like you gotta uh, take it from um a different point of view when uh Doc Ock became, you know, basically a billionaire by making this company. That was, that was, it was because it was Doc Ock. No. Right. And no. when, who, who was, was. More a megalomaniac. Right. And, you know, that kind of fit with the, right. with the way that he was acting and the way that he is. But once Peter came back, it just doesn't fit I him. I don't think it was Doc Ock. Because this happened post Secret Wars. He was already Peter. Well, I mean, he, uh, like, Doc Ock but made... But Horizon made, Labs was yeah. created by Doc Ock. No, but don't know. Horizon, Horizon Labs. Labs was destroyed, and then yeah. Parker Industries was created by Doc yeah. Ock. Well, it's it was the same thing, though. But don't you remember, I, I after Secret Wars, I, everything picked up where it left off before <laughs> Secret Wars? Yeah. I could be completely wrong with the continuity, because I didn't follow it. I'm just, I it, thought it was... It was it was Doc Ock that basically created yeah. his company. Yeah. Yeah, I know that, as mm -hmm. a Superior Spider-Man, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So, like, that fits for, for Doc Ock and Superior Spider-Man because that's who the character is. A, but as Peter Parker being kind of Peter Parker, it doesn't fit him at all. I have at, a question at least to real me. quick. What's up? The the back of all these legacy books, are they doing, like, some weird... Yes, they're doing primer pages. 
What they're doing. The they're doing. Yes, I know. Uh, trust me. That's that's this is been a, a big second or third time that I've seen this, and I'm like, is this a backup story? But yeah. it's like an origin. Like no. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. They're, they're, Wait, it's what a is big this? I didn't read it. It, it's the primer pages in the back. It's basically a setup for who that character is for anybody just jumping onto a book. Um, okay, because yeah. it all goes in with the legacy concept of, you know, return to, you know, the old school Marvel feel. The The thing is, and, and this is, you know, um, a popular opinion amongst most retailers is that those pages should have been in the front. Like, everybody thinks that. Come on. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I think Marvel kind of goofed on that. Yeah, because yeah, I was, I, I came across in the back, and I was like, I know this already. Why is this back here? Yeah, they're doing, <laughs> they're doing three page primers for all of the new legacy yeah. books. I gotta say, got it. Can skip those, right? After reading this, this, uh, I like this Spider-Man issue uh, much more than you know since Peter Parker came back. Since issue, what was it? I like Bobby. Well, what, what, what issue was it that he came back? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Issue one, you know, the new run or whatever. It was Superior 31. 31, right. So yeah. after 31, when he came back, like, I read, I don't know, two or three arcs, and I was like, this this so doesn't feel right. Spider-Verse? Right. And this, this, this doesn't Do, feel we, right. We, we don't say that title around Why? here. Why? Spider-Verse was pretty good. No. Well, it's just the he, he thinks, no, he thinks it's pretty <laughs> I'm good. I'm still just, so angry so about that. The story was good, though. Like, come on. I wish I could have enjoyed that. <laughs> You said on your Insta, be salt and light, yes. not salty it's and lit. not salty and lit. I'm not salty and lit. I'm just <laughs> angry yeah. about that. You can tear all the pages out and <laughs> glue them back in. You know what's funny is I got so angry that I gave the book I've, away. I've gotten oh, into... Wow. <laughs> what? I know. It's like a 50 or $75 book, yeah. and I was just like, here. I, I didn't even want it. Like I was just... I was what, not, I, what did the student hey, do to deserve can that? Can I give a shout so out mean. real quick to Marty Gracia in this book? One of the best colorists out there. Like He's awesome. Superb color. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. Him and Amonin always work together. And oh, do the they really? Are always amazing. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's it's two guys that yeah. know each other. I love the story. It it feels like a simple story back to kind of like Spider Man roots. Not Let it's me, not anything. You another know, another super legacy. Crazy. Another legacy question. The, 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 everything about this was really good. Like I, I don't really have any qualms about it. It's a good setup for another thing. What's with the stamps? Okay, <laughs> the the Marvel value stamps were were something that were introduced back in the seventies. I had a feeling, and. Yeah, and it was it was only I don't remember the years, but I'm pretty sure that one of the books that the value stamps were in was Hulk 181, First mm-hmm. Appearance of Wolverine, and um, a lot of kids, you know, like myself, uh, might have cut those stamps out because Marvel said on the thing, cut them out and collect them. Okay. So the the books that actually still have the stamp, the value stamp intact, are worth a lot more than the ones that have the stamp removed. Yeah. Um, so it's another one of those legacy things that Marvel's bringing back. They kind of put it in on an insert card in there. But, and they're even, they were they were giving out um, like little graphic albums to Ooh. put the stamps in. Cool. No. Why not? Like, who's going to do that? I'll do it. I'll take the stamp well, out. I mean, Johnny take, and then but, all the grandmothers. That want. But, I know. <laughs> Like, come on! Uh, it's a comic book. Just rip out the freaking stamp afterwards. I don't think those two gl- groups are different. Johnny's part of the group, <laughs> <laughs> right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, so that's so you can find uh, Marvel value stamp inserts okay. in a lot of books. Okay. Last uh, question for me. On, yeah. on you this. wouldn't take out the stamp, Jonathan? No. Why not? 
Yeah. I you, wouldn't take apart a part of. You wouldn't book. take off this uh, digital. I have what? never removed. Why? Oh, I do that. Yeah, come but on. I, I I don't read them digitally, so I don't. Oh, need okay. To. I take um, out the stamp. Who is um? Not Norman, but it's um. Liz Allen, right? Mm, I don't know. Uh, Osborne's wife. Yeah. He literally and says when Liz. Did he have, when did he have kids? Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, is this just a Secret Wars thing? Like because he <laughs> no. Okay. No. That was my. That was the only I think thing. Is twins or something? No, I think it's se- it's Secret Empire who? because Secret they, Empire because uh, they, oh that's right they talk about the dome but I don't know who this chick is. They Wait, said um, the the blonde here that's it's not Norman Osborn. What's Liz, his name? Harry. Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. And it's Liz, Al- Liz Allen. It's his new wife. Okay, when did she come in? Uh, like the beginning of the Secret Wars stuff. Really? Yeah. <sighs> okay, I've been out of the. Yeah, it, he while. says like because I didn't realize that so Harry got those kids. Aren't her kids? I think so. It says just think. Well, they Harry. couldn't have had them in Secret War, Secret Harry's, Empire. That's just I don't think no, Harry's not Secret Empire. It's here. it's before that. Right. We're talking, yeah. It's a couple but, of years. But it ago. says like just think, Harry. If you hadn't raced home before all of the uh, New York got sealed in energy bubble, we wouldn't have been trapped together with nothing to do and thinking the world might end at any moment. And I guess they got back together, so they were <coughs> together previously. Like in the second arc, when Harry, when Harry comes back. In the this, this since this past number one, like uh, yeah. 2015, um, she was around. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's Liz Allen, I guess. Okay. I'm just. It not just up like on he it, so. uh, Harry just says Liz once, and I yeah. thought that's what it was. So. Well, one. Do we want to read this? Yeah. Yeah. Johnny. Uh, four and a half. Uh, I'm. I actually think I'd pick up Spider Man again. Nine out of ten. Roger. Um. Four stars. I I love this relationship between uh, Mockingbird and Spider Man. I I I'd like to see uh, where that goes because I don't. I mean, she's not going to get attached to anybody. So this is you know this is not something that we have to worry about being long term or anything. And it plays really well. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. Okay. Great, great, great book from Marvel. Four stars. I'm gonna say two and a half. I just again. I, I was kind of into the newer stuff. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And then again, right away, this is so this is the first legacy one, right? Yeah. And then right away, they're like, they're trying to establish like, old oh, Peter, just so dump, 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 dump. You know what I mean? It's just like, really? I mean, you could have had like, you could have spread it out maybe a little bit instead of just constantly. Well, you I know? think that they've been tearing him down, the, you know, the, all the stuff with his company and everything for like the last five or six issues. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it's been a process. It wasn't like overnight he <coughs> lost his company and you know. Yeah, but if I'm picking it up right now yeah, and right. I go like, but like you can you can say that about almost any like new like number one. Like look at the rebirth specials. Every everything kind of just started like oh they're kind of starting all over. Like look at Green Arrow. Like they didn't Johnny. Yep. I haven't read the book yet. Okay, sorry. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it three and a half. Solid book. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of web slinging. I think it could have been a little bit more web slinging in it. Um, yeah, it is a Spider-Man. Yeah, just it, is, it is a Spider-Man book. Um, and I do I do love Bobby. Like, she's great. And then um, Imonen's art is really good. So okay. if he's sti- I, I I know Imonen's probably not going to stay on for more than, like, six to eight he's issues. He's been on for, like, six issues, too. Yeah, yeah so no he's bummer. probably going to take off at some point, which is a shame. Art's because really he good. He does 12 issues and... Uh, yeah, if that, yeah. you know, depending on what it is. So, anyway, Johnny. Yo. Oh, pitch right. us 
the indie book. Right. This really we read weird indie book. <laughs> the Family Trade by Justin Jordan and Nikki Ryan. Uh, issue one from Image Comics. Um, Roger said it's like Waterworld. Uh, <laughs> I like this is your pitch. Roger said. <laughs> I've never I've never seen Waterworld. Oh, God, Johnny. <laughs> The show at Universal is like oh, amazing, but enough. then you get the gist. Okay, yeah, I get the gist. That that's basically what it is. It's um, it kind of, I don't know how to pitch this book. It's Waterworld kind of, and also Lazarus a little bit. I don't know. There's supposed to be a family of assassins. Stop. Talking. A family assassins <laughs> limit living, living on a floating Trump island. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, I thought yeah. the Trump thing too. I just, I thought I kind of thought I saw a little like. Game of Thrones throw in there in a sense is that there's these fa- factions that are going to go out against each other some behind the scenes some clans. not yeah like yeah so clans um, with, that's what with, they're called is clans oh you know, in the book they're kind like of playing behind right. the scenes and then you know just with talking cats hey I'm into all the cats like the they're called toms yeah mm. I'm kind of really into them cats Can we calm down okay no. I like <laughs> We, we're, this yeah. isn't a furry episode. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep that. Calm it, calm it down, Green Jay. For my for my other podcast, Fast and Furious. Uh, <laughs> God, how long have you been sitting on that? Um, I had a hard time getting through this book. <laughs> I'm laughing at my own joke. That's stupid. Sorry. Uh, keep going. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I did too. Like, there wasn't a whole lot the way that this was paced uh, that grabbed me. And the art, for me, isn't my jam. So it was really hard for me to get into the story that was that was being told here. Right. Like, it, it, they kind of throw you into the middle of it so and explain some of it throughout the book. But even with the, uh, the narration, and it, it doesn't really explain itself that well. You kind of are just thrown into this world not knowing what's going on or why this person needs to be. Uh, why this girl, uh, you know, she's uh, assassinating, I guess, like a presidential candidate or something like that. The head of one of the clans. Right. And, you know, it's – I don't really know what's going School on. School teacher by day, assassin by <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it, it doesn't really explain itself, like, uh, what it exactly it's doing. Um, I actually really like the art. Um you know, it it has like this watercolor type of um, coloring uh, to it, and th- the lines are. I My like thing the, with I like the, the art lines. is everybody in this book must have a cold. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody in this book because their cheeks and their nose are overly red. I get that, and that's just I, I don't know. There's something like I normally I, I dig kind of like you know like when Dustin Wen does the watercolor. That's stuff. what I was thinking, Descender type of um, thing. But the like, I don't know the the way that this is done. This is just kind of more off putting to me. And right. I'm not saying it's bad or anything like that because you know clearly people are going to be into it. But it just was it's, not for me. It's no Dustin Wen, but it's you know it's not bad. It's 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 real good art. Uh, I can see you having. Uh, well, I also had the problem with uh, the redness of uh, the skin. You know the skin, like even the hands are kind yeah, of yeah. Even some of the knuckles, yeah. Which is like oh, okay, is maybe we're supposed to get the idea that it's supposed to be really cold or something? I don't know. Um, it was just bugging me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, the art's like very expressive. Uh, the faces are at least, um, and body movement is fluid. Uh, 
you know, as what fluid you, as you can. Wait, wait, what are you? What are as you fluid as you Roger here, can be <laughs> you've got this look on your face, like yeah. you're just like trying to formulate, like yeah, what's going I on? I can't. Right? Well, I can't figure out where this book takes place. Yeah, yeah. I don't. It, I don't know float. if it's in in you know an, a modern day alternate reality or or a past alternate reality or a future alternate reality or what. I mean, I yeah. I just don't know. I mean, yeah, they I put was, this this city that they made was from boats with freaking cannons. Yeah, I thought it was you know, weird. And how they pulled them all together, and they made their own island, and kind of rebelled from the rest of the world. And they had all the guns. And I don't think I was just kind of I mean, that face basically came from agreeing with a line that Johnny was going down and not, you know, not me, not really knowing where this book was, where, you know, I don't think the, the writer did a very good job of introducing this world. Yeah. And, and, and the characters in the story. And cause he's obviously, I, I think he, he's, he's definitely spent a lot of time. Mm hmm thinking about well there's two this. writers on this book oh is there yeah justin jordan and nikki ryan i think this is more nikki ryan oh you're book right than it is justin jordan because justin jordan's done some stuff that's pretty well done pretty well thought out yeah yeah um i think he's a wrestler well, if well. you read I, the if you read the thing in the back the thing in the back it talks about how they came how up started with the idea. off as a joke yeah and and then it kind of evolved you know spun out from there and I don't need some the stuff was added in and um, but I, I, I think Justin Jordan co-plotted. I think Nikki uh, Ryan probably did the majority of this because it didn't right. feel like a Justin Jordan book. So I left okay. out the artist then, Morgan Beam. Um, but like, yeah, it it kind of expects you to follow along with the story, and it's well paced and everything. But I, one hundred percent, cannot tell you any of the people's names in this book. I don't know if I, I I would agree that it's well paced. I mean, it's it's it, got an odd pacing. Well, you, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's probably like, it's not. And I'm not I'm not just disagreeing for the sake of disagreeing. On it's not like, confusing. Yes, but it does. There is a line of thought that you can follow, right? Or a narrative, but it's just there's nothing memorable that hooks you, right? Yeah. For, well, they, for me, they they start off with this assassination attempt. They go through a few pages, and then they. Which was lame because like, in. I can't do it. Like, right. then what are you doing? Right. Yeah, that made me not respect the character like, there. Yeah. You know, it's like you get to the top. You're dressed the, like a the, freaking yeah. ninja. It didn't make any sense to yeah. me. Just to get her to that point, to, to hover over the guy and just be like, no. Just. Well, because she took out some other guy up on the roof. Yeah, too. she like, threw see, him first, off. At first, you think, you know, because this other guy's up there, and you think that the narrative, and this is one of the, because I had a problem with this book right off the start. Um, The guy at the very beginning, you've got this, you've got this uh, dialogue, this monologue or or whatever at the very beginning. You think it's the guy, or Mm -hmm. at least I did. Mm -hmm. And then you realize on the second page that it's not him. It's it's this girl. Well, who's this other guy up on the roof? Yeah. What's he doing there? Right. Also, he's obviously, obviously disposable because she takes him out, you know. Yeah. But like then she. Some. Yeah, also, he's doing something. I, I didn't. I, that's also kind of, like I would, if you look at it, you're like, what the heck is he smoking? Yeah. <laughs> some of that good, good Kush. Um. Anyway, but, but then they, that's not the type of pipe you would use for that. Yeah, so but I then, but say. then they, you know, they go into this, you know, four or five page flashback history lesson of what their world is and where it came from 
and then jumps back into the story and i i just i thought it was kind of a mess yeah it's um like there's ideas there um but they kind of need to be a little bit more memorable or something needs to be done to kind of make me care about this character like we don't really know why she can't kill this person or like we it wasn't explained like does she have like this weird moral she thing? speaks nine languages but can't talk to cats you know i think it was six languages was it six i think what? it was yeah. six yeah but i think it's just it's a i think it's an attempt to be have a satire of society politics yeah. currently definitely you know obviously with the care the main that political figure looking yeah. gonna make this float glorious again yeah i mean it's 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 ah, you know they're, they're almost quoting trump and they make him kind of look like trump and it's just really you know and then the crowd that just goes feeds off that that person that leader yeah you know uh i think yeah it's 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 thinly veiled um not i mean i I, I didn't really I didn't care for that. There's yeah. there's enough of that in the world today, and I, I don't look. I don't mind comics being, uh, you Political? know, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't mind or being you know what what is it social an allegory commentary. social commentary. You right. know, I don't mind that, but I think that you have to be careful when you do that. Right. You got to do it like Jeff Johns did it in freaking <laughs> Doomsday Clocks. Ash yeah, I, I was yeah. that was spectacular. Like yeah. That's how you do it. You show how yeah. polarizing it is, and it's just part of the story. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. Yeah, because I and and it it his played so much better. Oh my god, that was that was so good, and it, it's something that people can. I don't know the way he did it. It's I think everybody can relate to it. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least I would expect. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I, you know. I, I'm not sure I could make it through a whole graphic novel of this book, but I'm, I'm with you, Johnny. I think that there is potential here. Mm-hmm. There are some, some you know, threads that, that could be interesting. Um, and to see, you know, it'd be interesting to see this world a little more fleshed out. But there's there's this part of me that feels like it would be painful. Yeah. Yeah. To keep reading. I got to say, if I could speak six languages, I would make sure one of them is cat. Because, like, come on, who wouldn't want to speak to a cat? When it's clearly talking to you. Right. And the story's a letdown with that cover, too. I like the cover. It's yeah. It's cool seeing, you know. I think the cover is fantastic. Especially the name, The Family Trade, and she's, like, standing there, like, in front of all these buildings with a friggin', like, dagger. It's a really good cover. Yeah, and you expect her to be, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a beast, not, <laughs> oh. I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry, got to back out. Well, like I said, we still don't know why she couldn't do it. But I think they should have told us in the first issue. They should have hooked us. Is yeah. what it yeah. should have come yeah. down to. So yeah. let's rate it, Christian. Um, one and a half. Hey, I'm harsh. Saying, huh? I I don't. Yeah. If I don't like it, I don't like it. This mm-hmm. is how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Roger. Uh, one and a half. Yeah. The the art was not very inspiring. The story was kind of uh, a mess. Um, the coloring was off. Not much, not much for me to like, Johnny. Two and a half talking cats. <laughs> yes. No, that's not that's not it. Stop, Actually, it's stop three. It. Three is the middle of the road. Um, I I'm with you guys. One and a half. Like it just I I I had to force myself to get through it. I almost stopped like halfway through and was just gonna like be like, yeah, I didn't finish it, but I had to give like a legitimate rating for this. So, 
Uh, next up, we have Dark Knight's Metal number three by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Um, we are picking up where number two left off from uh, Clark and Diana. Not really. Left it, well, it it talks about <laughs> it. Not not right off the bat. Not really. They're man. They're having a beer and a, and a picnic out in out in farm country, celebrating their win. <laughs> yeah, that's not really a win. Um, but this uh, this is basically like if I could break this down, uh, Superman trying to find Bruce, and coming up with a plan to get to the dark multiverse, and everything goes horribly wrong. <laughs> yes, it, it does. And it just gets more and more metal as we get into this freaking series. Because, like you said, it, it starts off, there's like a little, I don't know if it's a vision that Barbados is giving Clark or what he's doing, but uh, it's them like kind of just enjoying like a Smallville day. With, you know, hanging out with the kids and then all of a sudden... You got Damien and, and John with their guitars, their guitars going na 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 like Fun the, fact, the, there's four people throwing the horns in this. Oh, you know, I didn't even think... At to, least once, but there's four in this one. I didn't even think to look. I love so. grunge-style uh, John Kent. That's how, that's how I know he's a boy after my own heart. Punk rock kid? Yeah, dude. So. Um, but yeah, it gets super metal like on the next page because like there's a bloody bat that appears on Bruce's page and then like Capullo just draws this chest. gnarly, yeah, excuse me, chest, this gnarly like image of this Barbados monster just erupting out of Bruce specifically and then just everything goes to crap after that. So I dug it. I mean, I, what'd you guys think? It's uh, it's definitely a good story. Um, w- you and I talked about it a little bit before. Like it changes focus, but I think by changing focus, it lost a lot of uh, momentum coming from the first and second issue. Like the first and second issue were like go go go. We're telling this uh, B A story, you know, um, that's really metal. And this it while interesting and adds a lot to this story, it kind of felt uh, weird, you know, to change focus well a little jarring it is out of five right six six yeah okay six issues yeah okay well this is i mean it could be the the midway point yeah the eye of the storm this is right there the calm you know right before so they're and then they're gonna hit you yeah that's what i think i think that i and here's the thing you know the majority of this is is bruce uh, not bruce excuse me clark um you know, trying to come up with this plan to fight the Dark Knights, realizing like he's kind of been depowered a little bit, like he's not back up to full strength after his last encounter with Barbados, and wanting to find Bruce, and them kind of taking a minute to, I guess, you know, catch their breath in one of the few safe places they have left, and they're all trying to figure out, you know, uh, the people that are left. I think it, it's Doctor Fate, Steel. Green Lantern, the majority of the the Justice League and whatnot um, is there, and Clark's like, we got to find Bruce. We got to get to the the Dark Multiverse, and some people are for that, some people are against that, and it's them kind of trying to decide what the course of action to take would be. Well, and they end up splitting up into Teams. groups of two, right? Yeah, um, because they've they've basically been able to locate three sources of 
nth metal. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, metals like uh, nth and Promethium from uh, Deathstroke, and some other stuff. Okay. Which one well, no, of those? I think it was this. No, I think you're right. It was Signals, and then that because Deathstroke has control of metal over that Promethium. I think it was. Yep. So then yeah. that's where he's drawn to the nth metal. If I'm not mistaken, I'm like, and then just yeah. So there's the three metals, and then I'm just waiting for Plastic Man's egg to hatch. It's yeah, true. like hatch that thing. Who says he's gonna be inside it? That's pretty. He better be. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Plastic Man. <laughs> it's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty gnarly. I mean, that's kind of. Uh, I want to know what the deal is with that. And I think I think Snyder recognizes yeah. that, and he's he's milking it. And yep. I, I can't wait. It's, I think it's gonna be pretty glorious when yeah. when it does. Gonna be one of the medals. I don't think he's gonna be one of. The, I think he's gonna be one of the 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 main factors that helps stop everything. Yeah. I think it's gonna wow. be like a. He's only stretchy. I know, no, but I, it's gonna. I, well, be, no, but the. I think his egg is like metal. Or yes, I think it's an it's metal. placed with some kind of nth metal. Right. I thought it was that he can that that that's giving off the vibrations. Wasn't maybe, it that maybe yeah, that's but what that's it was. but that's the thing though is that whatever whatever type of nth metal or what, mm-hmm. one what of these the metals is. that it is, yeah, that it's it's laced with it, and they're using that in order to home in on the other metals of that same frequency. Because it was it was the sword from from uh, Deathstroke, it was John Henry Irons' hammer, yeah. and it was Plastic Man's egg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Was, Fate's helmet. And Dr. Fate's helmet. That's right, yeah. Was uh, Plastic Man in uh, New 52? Or we haven't seen him? No, before? we haven't seen him. That's why, dude, I, I, as dopey of a character as he is, I have, like, such a freaking soft spot for that character. He, he had a great so. episode. He had a great issue on uh, the annual for Injustice. I think it was, like, okay. year four, okay. where uh, he goes and bust out his kid from the prison uh-huh. such an aw- he was so awesome in that oh. issue why isn't he like in the justice years, game six years since he's been around uh, it's been a yeah, while yeah. at least six probably more like eight to ten wow. do like they so. uh because in this issue there is a lot that is um you know like left out that they don't really explain is it explained in the tie-in issues yes it is like okay. where, are you That's talking about damien right. and the battle for gotham and all that right yes that is the gotham resistance four-part uh little crossover thing with green arrow nightwing suicide squad and teen titans i believe well yeah okay that so. that makes sense like i didn't want to read any tie-ins and I probably still wouldn't um, it's worth it. It enhances kind of you kind of mm-hmm. see where they came from. The mm-hmm. one shots are tiny. Um, well, yeah, but they're good. But the well, this one was good too. Okay. I mean, it, I I enjoyed. I've them. heard nothing but good. Yeah, about I enjoyed them assistance. a lot. So I this is gonna be one of those part. things. Like if it's if it's tying into it, I'm getting it. I feel yeah, like I mm-hmm. need to have it's all angles. Story, yeah. yeah, I I just kind of well they did they did. A I good understand job. what you I understand what you're talking about. They did a good job kind of explaining like what was going on. But I felt like I needed a little bit more context inside. I'm like I said, I only read the first part of the Gotham Resistance, and I'm kind of curious of what happened because, like, I think Damien's character is different. Like he's he's yeah. like a child. Like almost he's like he's like, gotta get saved, Daddy. You know, and even like goes to Clark. Thanks, Clark. You know, just it's out of character. He's very emboldened, almost whenever he's written. And in this one, he's just. Like well, they he's been thoroughly well, yeah, he's, failed he's, in the Gotham Resistance. They don't he, stop anything. I mean, they stop. Uh, the Batman who laughs I gives. Just said, I read the first one only, and he wants to spoil it for me. I right didn't, hey, this there. is a spoiler podcast. You knew what you were signing up for. Do you want me to hold off? 
No, go ahead. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I already know. I, can, I haven't read them either. Well, I can sense well, the tone. I had to read this book, Dang, so you kind of you kind of find out. You kind of with what if you read the book, this right, one, yeah. they, you know, they, they, they kind of part of their mission is that you know they stop all the. Uh, and I'll, I won't say too much, but they stop a lot of the the villains that get juiced up from the Batman who laughs create these like basically layers around Gotham. Hmm. And so they're going deeper and deeper and deeper into the heart of Gotham, trying to get to like Challenger's Mountain and whatnot. And people are getting messed up, and things happen. And oh right, they, they explain that in this book. They don't necessarily accomplish their goal. Doctor Fate has been coming in and saving people. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. Right. Okay. But um, I dig that. You know, I dig the heck out of Capullo. Like. Oh, the Capullo art's always great. All of this, man. Like, and here's the thing: there's a scene in this bar that all of them show up to. I forgot what is it—the Oblivion Bar. Yeah. Scott Snyder said you should be able to figure out what song they put on the jukebox by all the clues in the panel, <laughs> and I haven't been able to do it yet because I didn't go back and reread it. Huh. All I remember is that it was B sixty six. Mm-hmm. Put a song on the jukebox. What number, sir? B sixty six. The, it's it, no, it's <laughs> Batman. The Batman '66 theme song. No, it's it's going to be a metal song. So it's not Batman '66. I, I don't I don't think that's very very metal. Bad reputation. Song is this, and this song is our masterpiece. So, because he says, "Fire can't stop good music, kid." Uh, it travels across space and time, and even death. Um, it's beautiful, like I said, good music. And this song is our masterpiece. Some Nirvana? <laughs> I don't know if that's <laughs> like metal. metal. Yeah. No, that's grunge. So. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys have any ideas out there about what that song is, let us know. The other thing I liked out of this panel is it showed the Devastator not doomsdayified. Like, apparently he has oh, control. What? Weird. He has I control. What? Like, dude, it, that's the that's the Devastator. Apparently, he has control He's over, over yeah, turning into huh. the Devastator, like Doomsday so, looking Batman, and huh. not. So, I'm I can't wait for that because that's gonna be a Tony oh. Daniel issue. Weird. It's not oh, the that one that goes to let let the MF burns. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what I mean? Yeah. I th- well, just because it's the the bar's on fire. Yeah. You know, and then the, what he's saying. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that maybe. That one wasn't. Uh, what's his name? That one, Dawnbreaker was Sam Humphries. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Uh, was it Sam Humphreys or yeah, was it? I just read it. Oh, I thought it was Venditti. Yeah, Venditti. It wasn't Venditti. It was my Sam bad. Humphreys. Okay, so it was yeah. the other Green Lantern. Yeah, but it's still good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it totally is. Sorry, I I apologize. No, I thought it was Venditti. No, you're good. I was just like, because not all of them, it turns out, are doing their own one shots. Yeah. So, well, Tomasi, I know, is doing the Merciless. He's got to. So, <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to that with Manipul. Are we spoiling the ending or no? Um, should we? Just because. Yeah, I, I mean, mean I, can I, don't, because, like, I don't mind. It's, there's, oh. I think there's more to it than that. Yeah. To be honest. There's it, something. Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's some kind of misdirection. Okay. Going so on here. spoilers. Superman makes it into the dark multiverse, um, but it turns out it's a trap that Barbados drew him in to use him as a power source for these dark towers that have been being erected like in the normal universe and they're going to use Superman to power it 
apparently is what they thought. And the whole reason that Clark was breaking into the dark multiverse is they were under the assumption that Bruce was the power source. That's why they were trying to save him. Right. And so they, you find out that the Trinity kind of has this distress signal based off of their initials, you know, uh, D, B, and C. And so Clark assumes like, okay, this is the distress call. I got to go in and save him. And so he's apparently tricked. And Bruce, as like looking all old and whatnot, is there saying it was a warning to stay away. So I think it's a misdirect. Bruce would know what to say to Clark to either make him stay away or to draw him near and make him aware it was a trap. I don't yeah, think I mean, was. you know, the comic starts off with Barbados messing with Clark, where Clark doesn't know what's real and what's not. That's very true. Well, he gave the reason. He gave the he gave yeah. what what the real signal was, you know, and it's just that Clark went for the ob what he thought was the obvious signal as opposed to the hidden signal, you know. Um, I I loved and hated it because I love that Superman was wrong. You know, a lot of times they, he's always right. It's always you know me. You know, I'm I'm, I'm the anti Jonathan. <laughs> you know, I just he's always right. He's always doing you know. And I like that he was wrong, and there's going to be consequences to this. Um, I hate it because it's like this is a Batman story, and now they're they're pulling in Superman as part of it. You know, which I'm kind of like. Well, I mean, this is it's actually really a Justice League story. Yeah, Scott, Scott Snyder, Snyder has, has said that. that from the beginning. Bruce is at the center of it. But it's a Justice League story. Okay, but no, I mean, it's, Batman's the focus of it. It is. He's. It's. It's. It's all. It's He's, like. Well, he got like seven Bruce Wayne. So you look at yeah. like you know. It's like well, it's like the Dark Side War is a Justice League story, but Wonder Woman was at the center of that. I didn't but it's that way. But it's still but. very much a Justice League story. Yeah. So, and like I said, I Scott Snyder's the one writing it. He says it's a Justice League story. It's big, cosmic, and it's, it starts with Bruce. You know, unraveling this mystery and kind of he's at the core of it. That's how I'm I'm viewing this. So you know what? It, I'm I'm certain Bruce is somewhere, and it's, he's going to come back with all authority like he usually does because he's Bruce. Ugh. But I think it's going to take you know some time to get there. I, I I know because the end of this obviously it says Metal Number Four is going to come back in two months. Yeah. And December. so, yeah, in December or November. No, wait, what month it's is this? December. October. It, it comes out the week of Christmas. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, it's going to be a Merry Christmas. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a metal Christmas. Well, it's, it's like the, the Wednesday before yeah. Christmas. But the the whole thing is is we, we've got a couple of metal-related things that are come out in that time. So we've got the other Dark Knight issues. We've got Batman Lost, which I'm sure is going to delve into where Batman's been this entire time. He's writing that? I don't know who's writing that. I thought it was James Tynion. It could be Tynion and Snyder. Tynion, yeah. But the other thing is, is they've got um, a four-part four-part story arc called Bats Out of Hell. Crosses over with Flash, Green Lantern, or Howling Green Lantern Corps, uh, Justice League, and another book. So me and Roger were trying to figure out what the fourth book was earlier. We can't remember. Scott Snyder, uh, Ben Gall, and Olivier Coipel. <laughs> no, Coipel, I think, is off of it. I don't think, because that might be an old solicit. Oh, yeah. It's Maybe it's well. the cover. Because he was actually supposed to do the majority of that book, couldn't do it because of scheduling. Then they put him on cover. Bengal is great, though. Bengal is great. Uh, Scott Snyder tweeted that saying the Batman '66 song plays a part in number three, and says, or rather, the notes of the Batman '66 song, if played in a certain chord, are key to a moment in the issue. Right. It's DC, DC, which is like Diana Clark or whatever. Um, 
Yeah, I thought like uh, <laughs> DC C sharp. Yeah, like I thought the uh, signal from Batman and all that stuff was kind of weak. I was like, well, only a crazy person like Batman would think that people would get his signal. It's just like not feasible. Well, they gave an excuse. He said it's only sound can vibrate through the universe. Well, yeah, but like, so who the hell would know that? That's just Superman crazy. supposedly. Well, that's, he knows everything. It's comic books. He no, know like no, he does not. Like Superman. All Star, All Star Superman made him that he. That's knew an Elseworld story. No, but, no, but no, because it's like you think about it, all Superman is very similar. You know, it's very. Yeah, the fact is, but is you he's you the missed same a couple set. of major things out of that Elseworld story, and you're just automatically attributing it to every Superman in. In the thing, dude, there's a reason he was overcharged by the sun. So he had even more of his like hyper intellect that he normally did. And like I said, it was just that story that that really right. came into play. We've never seen genius Superman except for in that story. No, he was he's he had his he was already intelligent in that story because of the fact that like Lex Luthor said that he's able to see the molecules and mm-hmm. everything. So he was able to learn like the things of life. Yeah. Superman was had that same power. At that, so he knew already. He was already that smart. So yeah, like yeah. So if you're if you're breaking down the fact that because yes, yes, that's part of it. But no, the whole thing with him getting like way super smart and actually doing stuff with that and whatnot, realizing what all that was, that was after he got overcharged by the sun in that story. First issue. But Lex Luthor had the same power, and yet he had, he could. So he he had the same realization as Superman. And see, Lex Luthor wasn't supercharged. But Lex Luthor's also a 12th level intellect. Superman's yeah. never been categorized as But that. also, like... But he is. You, so he's smart. He's educated well, by the crystals and stuff. Yeah, but so, not... Uh, I think anyways. we're saying two different things about yeah. this whole thing. So like, okay. we just I, move on. You, I don't... Like, an alien, you know, that can see molecules should be smart. Like, Batman kind of thinking, like, this would... Batman's a detective. But he's... He's crazy. There's a, there's some kookiness there, yeah, for yeah. sure. He dresses up like a bat. Yeah. But he's also a detective. He right. spent a lot of time doing, like, the whole criminal... Uh, like, I don't... <coughs> why? It, it just doesn't seem possible for, like... Yes, everybody should be able to pick up this Charting thing. comic books. Uh, I know. Batman's dumb. Comic books, buddy. Or at least he should be. He's not very... He Maybe shouldn't be, the like, thing is, is ridiculously that, no, smart. Just, it's just, like, kind of like Rick. He's super smart. Mm-hmm. And so he's not going to break it down for everybody. And I mean Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. You know? He's just not going to break it down for me because he's just like, either you get it or you don't. And if you can't help me, then get out of the way. Yeah. But, like, you know? it, I, I don't think Batman should be that smart. I mean, he should be, like, well, a detective. so far, he's not. He got yeah. He got the... The, the thing I, I have been liking about this is, like, uh, Barbados is kind of outsmarting all, all of them, you know? Like, well, Barbados has also had, like, all of time and space to plan this. Yes. Which you were all complaining... Mm-hmm. I was, and uh, the metal thing, like, well, it was either one or two. Like, it tied it in. I was like, okay, I give this a pass. I think it was, I think it was number two. <coughs> now, real quick, will yep. who or what Barbados is, or it like is is that going to play a part, or is it is just is it a demon type thing? It's probably Mister Mixup, or is it going to be like a person? No, it's it it is something, and it's it's another callback to another run somewhere in the God. Justice League or whatever. It's all of this so far has been tied to things that are from the Radio. DC universe. Yeah, it's nothing like So it's not just going to be some random demon that just No, Barbados was created, I forgot. I think it's Peter Milligan and in a certain story it was referenced. That's 
that's where that came from. I can't remember the actual story, but I'm fairly certain it's Peter Milligan. Random character. No. No. Um, the only thing I think that's new, new out of this, that uh, besides all you know, to all the callbacks and stuff that are in uh, throughout the book, is the the Dark Knights, because it's it's the Dark Multiverse. That's all new stuff. But Barbados, that's something that's from before. Like all the characters that are through this, yeah. Gotcha. So, you guys want to rate it? Rate it, Johnny. This was the weaker of the three books. Three. <laughs> Roger. I'm at three and a half. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, painful. I th- it's it's good, but um, it's it's kind of a placeholder book for me. I mean, it did it did advance uh, the story some. Um, I, I probably would have been equally as happy if they spent the entire issue in the Oblivion Bar <laughs> and going through some of those other characters and stuff. Um, but we'll, we'll see where it plays out. It's three and a half. I mean, it's, it's a good book. Yep, Christian. Um, I'm with Roger. Three and a half. It's it's <clears throat> it's good, but it's just not as good as the first two. You know, and I think it is just it's it's you know they're they're changing directions. They're gonna and this is just a placeholder for the for the rest of the story. I'm at four. I dug it. Um, <coughs> focus does change. There's. I mean, this is a big story, and there's a lot that's going on, and we might not fully appreciate this issue until we have the context of the rest of the. Yeah one one thing I one thing I'll say about this is I actually do think that this is a, I, and usually I don't say this. Usually when people ask me whether they need to pick up tie-ins, you know, or one shots related to a series, I go, no, you can you can pretty much read the the main event storyline, and and you'll be good. I I, I think that this story is going to be different. Um, I don't think it's any mistake that, you know, issue three is ending now and we still have the majority of one shots left to come out. We've got Drowned next week, then uh, Merciless, then Devastator, then Batman the Lost, uh, then the Batman Batman Who Laughs, and you've got the whole um, Bats Out of Hell storyline going and Hogman Found. There's a lot, and all of these books are coming out, uh, or at least the plurality of them are coming out before number four. Even Bats Out of Hell, I think, is going to be two or three issues in by the time the fourth issue comes out. And I think that those books are going to lay a lot of foundation for how this story plays out in the last three issues and comes to a conclusion. At the very least, Bats Out of Hell, because Scott Snyder keeps saying that it's the knockdown, drag out, you know, fight with Justice League and, and the Dark Knights. And who doesn't want to see that? Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, what would you guys rather have re- reviewed and in place of what? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jonathan. Oh, you're ready yes. for once. <clears throat> instead of the indie. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> no, lost on the chair. Instead of the family trade, I would have rev- uh, liked to reviewed uh, SpongeBob Comics number 73. Oh, dear God. Uh, Spongebob is a great show or was a great show Uh, I don't remember I haven't watched the recent seasons Uh, and instead of the Marvel book which was actually pretty good I would have read The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl uh, number 25 Um, The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl has been a great series so far uh, you wouldn't. Oh like dear it. God! You wouldn't like it. I hate Squirrel Girl. It's so good though. She beats up Galactus. That's my point. <laughs> it's real good. Squirrel Girl <laughs> needs to exist in her own little like pocket of like a net like. 
she comes up with her uh, 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 a human name for herself and she says like well all the other superhero names kind of rhyme so I'll make one that rhymes too Doreen Green <laughs> come on it's, it's, she should it, have gone for alliteration yeah it's um, uh, it's charming and it's fun I think I would have rather have reviewed Royal City number six in place of Family, Family Trade. Trade because it's Jeff Lemire and it starts a new story arc for that that particular uh, series. Mr. So. Miracle came out today. Mi- Dude, Science. all the good books came out <laughs> today. My my freaking pull was ridiculous. So yeah, yeah Mr. Miracle was good. I, I read that. It, it was good. Detective. I think again. I, I think it was kind of a placeholder. There's. I liked it a little bit more, and I don't think it was just a stuff placeholder. I think they're they're really pushing the whole like, what is going on in this guy's head? What what yeah. is real? What is not real right. for for Scott? So, because that that opening page, and they keep doing this pixelation, like it's a. A, a TV set or a feed that's being right. Well, and then and, and, and near the that, end of the so. issue, you've got the, you know, stay tuned, kids. Yeah. What's going to happen to Scott Free? And so, yeah, there's there's something weird going on. I, I, I can't wait love for the reveal on that. <laughs> like I just. Uh, it, it, detective was fantastic. De- detective was the best comic this week for me. I need to read that. I need to read that. It was fantastic. Uh, you have you have Tim Drake and alternate reality future Batman Tim Drake, and it's setting up some serious plot twist uh, for for how this plays out. Now wait, wait real quick, I have a question about this. Is that future Tim Drake Batman because of Manhattan, or just something completely different? No, uh, something different. Okay, something that happened in his uh, in his world. Issue? It doesn't explain exactly what happens but it it talks about the other robins and kind of what you know what happens to them okay um jason thought is just tragic (laughs) but um no in this one with the fascinating thing and again spoilers if you're reading detective comics um batman tim drake and tim drake get back to our earth okay Huh? Yeah. And Batman Tim Drake realizes that something is different. Like there because he he's telling Tim at one point there are constants or there are fixed points in time, some things that can't be changed. And so he thinks that whatever whatever caused him uh to lose it on his earth whatever was a fixed point. It seems that when he gets back to this earth with with Tim, he realizes that it's not a fixed point because something here on this earth is different that he didn't expect. He's legitimately surprised and he takes Tim out like electrocutes him and and he's like now he knows that that the timeline can be changed and he's like sorry Tim I got to do this. It's really I don't I don't know where they're gonna go from it, but it's like what? there's a lot going on in this issue, and it's and it's great. It's paced perfectly, um, and you know ends on a cliffhanger. And and Batman Tim Drake is on a mission, and what that is, we're gonna have to wait and see. That's sweet, Tinian, right? Tinian, Tinian, Tinian yeah, yep. yeah, great book. Oh my God, that's such a great book. He's really coming into his own as a writer. Yeah, he's, I mean, apparently, he's been killing it. 
But if I if if I was if I was gonna switch out one though, it it would have to be the indie book. I mean, that was just in need of being replaced, and I would probably go with Sacred Creatures. Mm. Uh, Nathan uh, Nathan Armitrout um, has been on me to to read that book. Says it, it it's kind of reminiscent of Black Money Murders. Okay, uh, and I'm like mm, I'm down. So, is that it, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking um, of Black Monday murders, the last one was insane. Sorry, Christian, go ahead. Yeah, um, as far as for the, uh, the indie book, maybe the Kingsman. I've never read a Kingsman book because I think I saw one. Yes, yes. Red Diamond. Um, never read it. Haven't seen the movie. I need to catch up. Mm-hmm. I need to. Um, but I didn't hate Dark Knight's Metal, So, uh, but I, if, if I had to pick a DC one, I probably would have picked Action Comics so that I can further hate on Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Wow, that's your favorite thing to do. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's just you no, know, I just don't like, especially this this story. To me, that action comic, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But it's just, Did you read the when last you issue? when you change the foundation like that, what the way they change the foundation? Are you talking about 987 with the reveal of Mister Oz? Then after that, okay, no idea. The Clockwork Orange issue. With yeah, that one right there with the the second part. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was amazing. Yeah. No, oh. no, <laughs> look, it's like it's like if you take Uncle Ben and you say that okay, so Uncle Ben was okay, also this a is rapist. Really conflicting information because you're like, I want new stuff, but don't change stuff. No, 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 foundation wise. Oh lord, foundation wise, dude. The he, thing is, is this is this morality. is so leading up to Doomsday Clock, and it's. It, it's Dr. Manhattan. It's the only character they can do it. If, if they don't set it right by the end of it, I'd be surprised. This is specific steps to lead into that if story. If they fix it, fine. I if think they, they will. don't, I'm pretty sure they will. Oh, because but if they don't, the whole thing, my, my whole theory on this is that, is that uh, Doc Manhattan and Ozymandias are trying to get Superman out of play. And I think to remove the hope from the world. Yeah. Okay. Um, and to do that, they try to do it as inconspicuously as possible, which for them means bringing somebody that that Kyle okay. you know, okay. loves. <laughs> to, just, just okay, to take that him removing out. hope. That too, it's in the back of the Dark Knight when he talks about how he has the he's he's facing someone the opposite of stuff himself. Cynicism, so yeah, so, but like Doctor Manhattan isn't negative he's just neutral he's just logical thinking. no but he's, he's so it's not I, I just don't see him as a negative right so, he's, no, not, he's not he negative but he's, neg- negative. he's more it's of a machine yeah, right so like, why he, there's so that's the thing not, superman is the opposite of what a machine would he's be because not the opposite Do- no, dr he, manhattan is cool he's and one calculating. of the op- he's one of the one of the polar points yeah so, so polar opposite. Pol- yeah so unless he's going after both then if he so Maybe Barbados is a part of Manhattan's plan, just because he has to deal with the negative version and the positive version. Right, but it's already you know? been said that metal's yeah, not I mean, tying. Metal's in. not tying. No, in. no but not. I'm just saying that's yeah. If, yeah. If, if you're going to calculate and you say I'm going to remove hope, you have to remove negative. No, but you have. But okay, understand though that this isn't just about Doctor Manhattan. You also have Ozymandias at play. In this story arc, and it was it was in in the Watchmen, it was actually Ozymandias 
who had the grand machinations to spoilers dusting bring about yeah um, peace on earth that's and if stuff. he didn't if he didn't leave but, that universe I mean he you're, you're assuming he left that universe is going to the who? you know only one that we know for sure left is Manhattan well we'll get to it when yeah, it comes come out <laughs> anyway yeah so trivia time <laughs> with Christian DePaz all right, so uh, okay. Uh, if you, well, if you've read the uh, the book, they they have some characters that he didn't. He, it's not it's co- safe copyright infringement. Well, I don't know if you noticed him the Rocketeer book that we're doing was doing Rocketeer trivia. Right. There's some characters from Doc Savage. There's some characters from The Shadow and stuff. So, um, if he had done a third story arc, Dan Stevens has said that um, he would have done. He described the character he would have used. Okay, can you guess the character he would have used? Tarzan. Let's see. Um, Doc Savage. Uh, I have no idea. The Phantom. Okay, he described the because copyright infringement. He didn't want to say anything, so he described it as the next person would be faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to t- leap tall buildings in a single bound. Nice. Superman. So it would have been Superman. What? Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and there actually are, you know, some people that have drawn Superman and Rocketeer together. And you, know, you can find that a lot. Cool. Um, IGN, so it's just Image Games Network, listed the Rocketeer as what number greatest comic book character as of 2011? Four? Fifteen. kind of high, but it, I figured it was for, for an old school character, I was kind of like, oh. 27. I remember looking no. at 76. 76. Considering how many combo characters there are. Yeah. You know. Uh, Dan Stevens, another, he worked on Dave another. Stevens. Oh, it's not. Dave, Dave Stevens. It's not Dan? No, it's Dave. No. I keep doing that. I keep mixing up people with Brenda and Deborah, which I'm like, <laughs> they have no. They have well, no. Well, I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Okay, so Dave Stevens, uh, he worked on another uh, Hollywood film, on the Hollywood TV show. He he worked on TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you guess which TV show? It's uh, a comic book one. Yeah. Uh, dang. Uh, Super yeah. Friends. No, no. Show. Well, I'm not car- not cartoon show. Captain oh. America. He did the storyboard for something. Um, damn. Raiders well, that was of the Lost yeah. Ark. That was Indiana Jones, but no. Right. He did Raiders of the Lost Ark, but that wasn't uh, that wasn't the one that I was thinking. Um, the Godzilla Power Hour. No, nope. that was a cartoon too. Was it a cartoon? Because yeah. um, I read this whole bio on the back. I remember that. It, <laughs> what was it? The Flash from the nineties. That's what mm. it was. He worked on that. So okay, the last one. One season. <laughs> <laughs> last one. Um, let's see. Uh, Eclipse Comics published the Rocketeer, the, fir- the finished the first story arc, because it took him from nineteen eighty two to nineteen ninety five to complete this whole story that's in that we're reading. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, so Eclipse defunct in 1993. Who bought Eclipse Comics in 1996? IDW. No. IDW purchased the rights. Right. Eclipse Comics. No. Archie? Is it it one of the big two? No. No? Dark Horse. No. Todd McFarlane. 
Really? Yes. Which leads me to something I've been wanting to talk to you guys. Oh, great. Stop spawn thing. dumping on Spawn. <laughs> okay. Dude, that was the worst. No, 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 no. That was the second <laughs> worst comic in. I've ever read. You can't come into the middle of a movie and just be like, I'm going to judge it on this on these two minutes. Well, but it's comic books. That's, we're, that's what no, we're supposed but I'm just to saying, do. But this, is, this one, Spawn is one of those long-term stories. And if you don't like it, fine, okay. But just don't keep dumping on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not Peter Parker. I'll just no, say it's not sure, Peter Parker. I'm pretty sure I could read the entire story arc from that uh, that where where we reviewed that book, and it would be as bad. <laughs> no, I think no. I think he's talking about going all the way back to number one. Yeah, no, no, it's no, no, serious. No, no. There are some things you have to commit from the beginning. You know, you have to invincible. Yeah, like I never picked up Invincible because I know I got to start from the beginning. Yeah, I can't. So I, I don't have the time right now to read that whole the whole story. Yeah, but the thing is, like Invincible is just one writer, you know, just doing a whole thing. Spawn has, I mean, yeah, sure, it's been like Todd McFarlane for the whole thing, but it's no, that's been, not true. He's right. been there's probably He's been half involved. a dozen. He's been in writers. Yeah, but it's just. It's story arc after story arc. We're not expected to go back 20 years into the past. And, my dude, I've read, like, 30 issues, like, 1 to, like, 27 or something like that of a spawn. Real it's real bad. <laughs> it's no. it's 90s. No, they're not. They're not. It's 90s it's just, garbage. It's a, it's a great, it's a great story. It, question, it brings up questions just like, like, I love the question of, like, okay, so if you have heaven versus hell, if heaven is supposed to win, they have to be just as bad as hell. If you think about it, if there's a war, you have to fight just as dirty as the other person at some level. Not exactly, but on some level. So what's the listener question for? Uh, I'm gonna. I just. I just want to bring that up because I just get like, oh my gosh, you guys. <laughs> it's not gonna change my opinion of that comic either. Like I. Hey, I can go like 30 minutes talking. I respect Todd McFarlane's art. Mm. I don't think I, he's a very of its time. Well, I respect Todd McFarlane as a visionary. There you go. I the can dude, do that. The dude has changed multiple industries because, he, you know. He probably shouldn't be writing comics. He, he, he's a creative genius. Go back yeah. to drawing webs. But, <laughs> yeah. What's our listener question? You do the question first or do the last week? Oh, yeah. Last week. I'm not ready last week. week. Oh, okay. okay, so not ready? What did we read last week? We read uh, fables, fables, right? Yeah, yeah. fables and, and some other comics. Yeah, I just need to get I need to get a list, and we'll put together the winners. Okay, so go okay. ahead and, and do the question okay. this week. And uh, creator Dave Stevens made a cameo in the film The Rocketeer. Oh, cool. What was the part? <gasps> do you know this? I think I do. Oh wow, cool. Well, you'll tell us later. Uh, yes, uh, send cool. the answer to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Uh, for your chance to win one of, uh, well, the Rocketeer trade or these three comics. Hey, at least Spider-Man and uh, Dark Knights were good, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were they were, they were good. Uh, but Rocketeer, yeah. You could also win Rocketeer. Anyway, uh, moving. Roger could have won uh, Fables, if you have the answer to this. Right. So we're about to pick the winner for uh, Fables, uh, Volume Alien 1. Toilet Monster. Oh, right. Oh, God. What else did we read? <laughs> And what some other the? stuff. This is the first time he's seeing the cover. Wow. It's pretty Four? terrible. Four. And three. Uh, I just read a Dawnbreaker. I think that was the best of all the one-shots. 
Uh, so far, it, dude, he's probably the darkest and most powerful of yeah. them so far. That was the coolest one. That was really good. on that? Sam Humphries. Oh, cool. Okay. Only with the first two. That one's pretty good. I like the Flash one. I like the having that voice of the Flash that was the one. Really? Yeah. No, I think Murder Machine was. I like that one better. No. <laughs> I liked how, yeah, like it wasn't uh, it, it directly him connecting with Cyborg, you know, that it was a different way. Yeah. It's yeah. great art, but it's like it's Ultron. It's an okay yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. Winners. So uh, winners from last week. The question was: uh, Snow White uh, or Prince Charming said that Snow White could request anything uh, from him for as a as a wedding present. What did she request? She requested fencing lessons. Um, and the winner of the trade paperback is Heather. Uh, so you can take that home tour tonight, Christian. And the winner of the comics, Bryce Smith. Congratulations. Oh, no. Uh, we'll get those mailed out to you this yeah, week. I feel, I, well, we're giving him ATM. Uh, so? Yeah, well, hey. He'll, hey, Bryce, I want to know your thoughts on Alien Toilet Monsters, so send that in later. From your review, I kind of think it's appropriate, ATM, because ATMs take more money from you than you really want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, so that's going to do it. And again, if you uh, know the answer to um, Christian's question, send your response to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com uh, and you could win a great graphic novel or some great comics uh, from this week. And I do have a listener question. Right now? What? I do. Whenever you're ready. I, I've, I have a listener question. Oh, I didn't think I did. I got I got one. Oh, okay. I mean for later. Yeah, got it. Okay, Uh, Christian, go ahead and pitch us this graphic novel and tell us why you chose it. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you are seeking action adventure, old fashioned sexism, and safe copyright infringement, then do I have the story for you? We find Cliff Secord willing to fight Nazis, carnies, and old aged perverts by strapping experimental equipment to his back. All for the love of the beautiful Betty, not that one page. So strap in and get ready to blast off with the Rocketeer. It's Karen Page. Karen anyway, page. that was real good. That it, was that was like a full on like carnival barker. That like, was the highest <laughs> I've ever heard your voice go. <laughs> well, okay, I, mean, I used that's to, the highest it can go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I used to work at I used to work at Six Flags Security. Oh, jeez. And so. Uh, they used to tell us just how that's the kind of tone you want to take in, on speaker. Yeah. And so when I worked at other places like Petco, and they would say like, you know, ladies and gentlemen, no please like take your final thing. And then I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please make your final selections and make your way to the front. And I'm like, and they would make fun of me, but I was just always just some enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I never time. And also to me, it just harkens back to that time period of the pulp comics. Yeah. Where they would be like flashy, you know. And so when I, that's what I think of when I read The Rocketeer. It's just, it's pulp comics. It's not from that time period, right. but it's that that's, style. That's steampunk. Yeah, of. and so it's like in in between yeah. each issue, I kind of think you know, I when they stop the story, then they you know they go join us next time on The Rocketeer. You know, that's yeah. why in my head I it play that. Kind of reminds you like of a 1930s uh, serial. Yeah. yeah. You know. Seriously. Um, yeah. So, so this was uh, 1980. What five? So why did you pick this book? I right, yeah. Um, this was the the one that this the, the movie made me 
want to fly. I know people did that with Superman. You know, this one made me want to fly. I would practice like I'd get a, you know, a fake backpack, put it on and everything. And then I looked for the book, you know, and then I found out how like it was in chunks and stuff like that. So I had to find it in different things. And then, mm. then eventually, the, yeah, I did find out that they did put it together. Right. And I just the biggest reason I love this book is that if the main character does anything for the for the for love. He does everything he could to try to save the love of what he thinks is the love of his life. Stupid and foolish, but at least he's doing it for love. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's just, you know, you don't see that a lot. Oh, it's kind of like true, you know, like just him doing this thing for a single, uh, simple reason. Yeah. Uh, the movie came out when? 91. One? Yeah, one. No. Jeez, I wasn't even born. Yeah, it was God. 91. Um, it, was in be- it was in between Terminator and some other film, Terminator 2. And so it didn't do well because of the fact it opened up between two blockbusters, you know. But there are talks about bringing it back but having a female as the Rocketeer. Cool. Just reverse the Marvel. D- Disney. Oh, Disney owns it. You guys should be quiet. The, mm-hmm. They have the, yeah. If you go to Tomorrowland, they sometimes have the, the Rocketeer moving the popcorn. Going, Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Marvel Mouse. Hey man, yep. if they make Rocketeer a girl, I'd likely read it, you know, more than a, re- yeah, a no, regular Yeah, I can Rocketeer. I can see that. I mean, that, I think that would be uh fine. Yeah. Um So, uh Dave Stevens before he died uh in 2008, um, you know, signed on uh Laura Martin to do the recoloring of this. Uh, I, I went back to uh, the original coloring, and it kind of, um, you know, it, ha- it has coloring of that uh, era, you know, like the c- coloring in Watchmen and uh, comics from the 80s. Um, I got to say, the new colors, it just makes uh, Dave Stevens' pencils, you know, pop out more. It makes it more beautiful. Like, uh, you can tell Dave Stevens uh, really liked uh, drawing and took his time uh, with the pinup girls, you know, yeah. with Betty Page and things like that. And uh, with um, with Laura, uh, I forgot her last name already, even though I just said it. With Laura Martin's colors, it kind of just makes it pop more. Um, yeah, it, I, was, it was definitely more colorful than I remember yeah. when I was younger. So then I was kind of like, when I first read this one, I was just like, whoa, you know. So I read that um, these stories were kind of collected on the backs of other issues. So I yeah. guess that's why it took a long time for them to collect this. Yeah, one that's trade. where you do see kind of the story be a little choppy. Right. You well, know? yeah, it's like and single then, little stories. Yeah. So but it, well, it took like six years. Yeah. Just to get that one because the was first always, arc. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can imagine like maybe. So how come uh, there's so many panels on top of panels? In right. One? Like a little backstory every few months on one issue. That's gonna take a while. Um, I really, you know, you can kind of tell that Dave Stevens has a love for uh, pulp uh, 1930s comics. Um, and he, this is kind of his love letter to the that type of uh, medium, that type of uh, comics back then. Yeah. Because it kind of, like I've read some old pulpy books and it feels exactly like that. It, it feels kind of uh, like a true... Um, not I don't want to say uh, old because kind of that's kind of um, like it, sometimes it has a negative connotation. Um, what are you <laughs> laughing at? 
Because that's what you do. That was your apology to Larry. Two months, two months late. It's the thing I want to say about this book is it's just it kind of feels um, simple and. There's a little a sense of joy that uh, the 1930s comics had uh, that sometimes today's comics don't. Even though this uh, was made in 1985, it feels like it was made in 1930 uh, the 1930s, and it still reads great today. Yeah, and I think he does that both through his dialogue and um, not necessarily his pacing, but some of the the conventions he uses for for plotting just mm-hmm. really far-fetched kind of stuff you could tell like he's read a lot of books from that yeah. era yeah so. his his art is so cool yeah i, I mean i and especially his betty page yeah it, it's definitely like i said it's definitely enhanced by the colors um because if you look at that uh page when um that guy walks in on betty uh page you doing that photo shoot it lo- looks like night and day uh with the old colors it's funny because like i never realized that there was a comic based off this i knew the movie it was one of my favorite movies as a kid so so much so that my dad had actually made me a rocketeer helmet that's awesome. I am so jealous. And it was like legit because he was like, he just got like, I think he made it out of like an ice, cr- like those, you remember those big Neapolitan like ice cream jug? Like, yeah. yeah. So he took one of those and he like took cardboard, like cut it all out, painted it gold, like did the whole nine. And then he, he made, he took two, two liter bottles, taped them together, made the harness for the rocket pack. Nice. Like, so I, I had the hookup from my pop as a, as a kid. So, uh, it was a treat to kind of go back and because you can kind of see where like some of the movie got its plot points out of the first volume of this, yeah. Um, and they just kind of like tweaked and expanded like a lot of it. Well, it was Disney, so they took out things like the the references <laughs> to other characters. Yeah, you know, uh, the Betty Page. They they were not gonna pay, you know, the estate of Betty Page anything. Nope. So especially since, you know, she had that tragic ending where she went like I think like uh, she went nuts and stuff. I don't Something know. Like that. Yeah, there's some kind of tragic thing there where she, hmm. um, yeah, but it's you know they they did some changes, they tweaked it, and they they kept some of the characters like the 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 huge carny mm-hmm. that they made him in the movie. They made him a, uh, like a Nazi. Yeah, you know, uh, I they never he never he never wore anything like the other characters you saw wore. Nazi symbols. He never did. So I was just like, they actually put Howard Hughes in the movie as opposed to just kind of alluding to him like they did in the graphic novel. Yeah. Well, no, this it's they. The mistake is that uh, PV thinks that it's Howard Hughes who invented the the rocket when it's actually Doc Savage. Those oh. two characters are Doc Savage characters, not directly named, but this the look, you know. Oh, okay. And so Doc Savage is the inventor of the rocket. Okay. You know, and then that's, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm pulling out my phone right now, and you can kind of see the uh, original coloring of the Betty Page splash page. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it's night and day. Like uh, yeah, That's how I remember it. So yeah, you know, thing. Dave Stevens' pencils uh, are still great, uh, especially for the um, the pinup style uh, that he draws in. But, I, like I said, it o- it's only enhanced by the uh, new colors. Yeah, I kind of like the old colors too, but I mean that's just more yeah, for the no, nostalgia. yeah, definitely. Which shows the vintage look of it, yeah, yeah, which is great. But if you're doing a reprint, yeah, then why not just 
you know, like remaster it type right. of thing. And I think there's a hardcover as well of this. Is there? There's, yeah. oh, okay. Cool. I, have, I bought the artisan version from from Roger. Oh, okay, yeah. like the just the one hundred and twenty-five dollar one. Oh, yeah. I don't remember how much it was. Are you talking about the big one? The it's big like one. magazine size. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, the um, yeah, yeah, the artisan yeah. edition. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just it's the pencils. It's if it, they collected as much as they could of the original art, except yeah. for I think they said two of them they just couldn't get. Yeah. You know, because they actually have an artist edition too, which is the actual the old uh, eleven by seventeen, which nice. is a yeah. giant like the pages. Yeah. yeah. That's I think really that cool. was the first artist edition that IDW ever did. Yeah. I'm a really big fan of those, but they're extremely expensive. Yeah. You know, and and with reason because they spend a lot of money and resources tracking these original pages down. Um. Anyway, what you guys think of did the they, story? Did they ever do like a sequel story to this? Like somebody else take this up? There, are, this? Yeah, there are some uh, other stuff. Are, I, yeah. Okay. Had I some thought done. There was, like Mark Wade. Yes. Cargo yeah. of Doom. There was uh, at war. So, I think Hollywood. It was, it was at war. There's like Rocket, yeah. uh, Rocketeer in the Shadow. Yeah. I think is one of them. Okay, good because like yeah. it was one of those things where I was like, man, like it's sad that Dave Stevens died, but I would totally love to see more Rocketeer type stuff. Like yeah, in there the, are there okay. are yeah, other there stories. are a lot of stuff, and most of it is really good. Um, I remember seeing the Mark Wade one advertised. Now that you say that, yeah, I think it's. Rocketeer the Shadow I think or it was like a crossover Rocketeer something. and something else anyway. that, that war one wasn't that bad it was cool. pretty good he had a similar style of storytelling and everything <laughs> I know um, yeah I dug the heck out of this it, There, it, one of the few gripes that I have are, and it, I get why but there are like this page in particular I mean there's panels on top of panels and sometimes you're just like, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. no, no, especially when you have a penciler of Dave Stevens, it's like, I want splash pages. Just give me all the splash pages. So that's really my only gripe out of this. Other than that, I, I really dug it. I like going down nostalgia lane with this. It was fun. So is the movie worth going back to? Yes. yes. Okay. It, it's on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's on Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh, it's actually yes. uh, Rocketeer and the Spirit. Um, Spirit. Yes. Yeah, I think that was Mark Wade. So you have Timothy Dalton as a the villain. Oh, as a Nazi. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he goes from Bond to mm-hmm. being a Nazi after a rocket pack. Yep. Who dies in a flaming hot mess on a Zeppelin? You just love spoilers. Seriously, just we're spoiler again. podcast. I know, Dude, but this is not a movie out spoiler. Since 91. Still, some people haven't seen it like him. I wasn't paying attention to him. Yeah, see, I see, knew I was saying. I, I haven't seen it, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah. love spoilers, though. Yeah. 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 That's Some hardly people. a spoiler, though. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. So, uh, just Mark Wade, Rocketeer, The Spirit, Pulp Friction. Pulp Friction. Yeah, nice. pretty good. That almost sounds like something else, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Johnny's like turning red. Um, anything else that you want to bring up because you I mean you got the shirt on so you really appreciate this oh, oh yeah I have, yeah, the, I love I have the, the little the little figure that you could buy I've, I've I've looked up on eBay for the helmet mm. you know people make their own it's like 180 200 bucks and I want it but it just I don't want to spend that much right now make it 
I'm not that like you know I'm not that Hispanic where I'm gonna build my own room or something. I can be like, let's make a room in the garage. You know, <laughs> you see, I mean, I'm not gonna be like, I'm gonna take this pail and make me a rocketeer helmet. You know, I'm, just, I'm not gonna do that. Hey, I'm that Hispanic. I'll make it for you. <laughs> hey, do it. Was... My only, my only like, like bummer as a kid was I could never find a jacket that cool. Like That's the rocketeer's game. jacket was super cool. It's a cool yeah. jacket. And you can find it on eBay now. Yeah? Yeah, people are this selling is, it. This is before eBay. So yeah. I was God, like, how old These don't make my size. Wow. <laughs> they don't. So if I could have found, like, that jacket as, like, you know, however old I was in 91. I'm sorry. I would have been all 42. about it. It's very, like, military-esque, too. It's, like, it's kind of interesting. Like, pilot. Yeah, yeah. I would say. Rather than. Like, you'd expect Hal yeah. Jordan to wear it in 1938. <laughs> so. Oh. Yeah. I just lo- I love the cover. I just like this. This the cover this. is freaking dope. Yeah, um, all the covers that he did. If you go back into oh, the, yeah. into the end of this, um, getting to see all of his, uh, or I guess I should say, in the middle and in the end, all the different covers um, that they published are freaking fantastic. Yeah. There's a shirt of this one. That's I want cool. That one. Yeah, I would wear that. But um, I dig this one too. Yeah. They're all good covers. That's a great cover. This works so. so well on an audio medium. I know it does. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's rate it. <laughs> oh my God, they do have it. Yep. <laughs> just not in my size. Just, <laughs> just okay. What would you rate this, Christian? Um, I give it a four, just because. Yeah, it's 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 great. I love it. You know, it's not perfect for me because there are flaws in the storytelling, but I enjoy it. I'm at four stars too. There's a lot to love about this. Um, it's super nostalgic. Dave Stevens' art is just stellar. I mean, I love, yeah, I, I love his art. Um, great book. Nice. Four and a half. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this book. Um, and then you know, after doing a bunch of uh, research on Dave Stevens and things like that, I was like, oh wow, this. Good dude. This guy was very passionate about yep. this property uh, and about like pulp uh, comics, and that's something I can get behind. Yeah. Four and a half. I'm at four also. Um, man, I, I mean, I almost want to rate it a little bit higher, but Do it. yeah, there's there's a couple of things that that yeah. that knock it down a little bit, but it's not even they're not that bad. Um, the art really is great, um, and it was fun just being taken down memory lane this particular character so um remind you of your yeah. childhood comics in the 30s Johnny that's not, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's not even Jonathan was born when Superman was made right yeah, right. yeah. might as yeah. well have been but I'm with you yeah cause it's just I, I, I love it so much I would give it a 5 mm-hmm. but I know there's it's flaws. easy to yeah I know there's flaws so I have to be well that, I think yeah. that's the way yeah. the way I do it is I uh, rate it on how much I enjoyed it with 5 being I loved it like even if it's flawed you're subjective yeah. All right. Let's do some uh, previews. I'm going to get through this quickly, and we're going to get through the rest it's of the so show. It's so late. We've been, yep. We've been jawing a lot. Uh, all right. From Marvel Comics, All New Guardians of the Galaxy, number 12. Cable, number 150, and that's a legacy book. Champions, number 13, legacy. Deadpool versus Old Man Logan, number one of five. 
Doctor Strange, number 26. Generation X, number 7. Incredible Hulk, number 709. That's Legacy. Invincible Iron Man, number 593. Legacy Journey. Uh, Star Wars, Last of the Last Jedi, Captain Phasma, number 4. What a title. Mighty Thor, number 700. That's what we're going to be reviewing next week. So, is that what that starts? Yeah. Okay. Starts it or? Yeah, it's the start of that story arc. Yeah, I mean, she may... See, but Kill that, over that legacy, the legacy that book issue, set that know. up. The legacy book let her make that decision that you know she's gonna finally let go. Right. So mm. it's it's. I think it's called the death of the mighty Thor. So is it? Yeah. So like maybe her like superhero stuff is over and she doesn't die. I don't know. Yeah, she'll probably come die. back next year. Well, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is Marvel. Uh, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, number five. Spider-Gwen, number twenty-five. Star Wars, Poe Dameron, number twenty. Venom, number one fifty-six. X-Men Gold number 14 and then from DC Comics we have Aquaman number 29 Batman number 33 Batman the Drown number 1 and that's the one we're reviewing uh, Batwoman yeah Batwoman number 8 Bombshells United number 4 Green Arrow number 33 Green Lanterns number 33 Harley Quinn number 30 Justice League number 31 Nightwing 31 Super Sons number 9 Superman 33 Teen Titans Go number 24 Titans 16 Trinity number 14 Wildstorm number 8 Wonder Woman Conan number 2 of 6 It's a good week from DC again uh, Jeez, For Indie fast. Comics What? I said that was fast Yeah uh, from Indie Comics, we have a very short list. Bitch Planet, Triple Feature, number five. Descender, number 25. Go Go Power Rangers, number hey. four. Invincible, number 141. And we are reviewing that. And it just makes me sad and excited Man, all at once. That's literally like every three weeks. Yep, I told you. I told you it was going to, he's going to get it. I think it's done in January. So. Uh, Killer Be Killed, number 13. Realm, number 2. Shirtless Bear Fighter, number 5 of 5. Oh, yes. So, I have a feeling Kirkman wanted to wrap up Invincible in January so he could launch his new property in March. All scripts are, like, been done, probably. Yeah, they've been done. For graphic novels, we have America, uh, America Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Life and Times of America Chavez. I Hate Fairyland Trade Paperback, Volume 3, Good Girl. Gene Gray, Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Nightmare Fuel. Low, Deluxe Hardcover, Volume 1, Matt. I oh, know, it's probably really nice. <laughs> oh, it is. I saw a picture of it. Remender tweeted so it out. Because I think no, he has the trades. They collect trades, but those hardcovers of the Rick Remender books are so nice. They're worth it, my man. <laughs> uh, Spider-Gwen, Trade Paperback, Volume 4, Predators. Steven Universe, Ongoing Trade Paperback, Volume 1, Warp Tour. That's actually a pretty good title Wait, for that. which one? Uh, Steven Universe. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Uh, Suicide Squad Rebirth Deluxe Collection Hardcover Book 1 and Wildstorm Trade Paperback Volume 1. Hey. Um, and that is it. This isn't the complete list. If you want that, go to horizoncomics.com. Click on the new releases tab. It's updated every Monday. What are we reviewing graphic novel-wise next week? Day Tripper. Oh, snap. Day Tripper. Day Tripper. Sweet. Who's on next week? Dusty. 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 Got it. Hopefully we don't lose this episode. Yeah. on it. All right. Uh, for news, I'm going to try to rip through some of this. Um, yeah, lots of news since New York Comic Con. So uh, one of the things that got tweeted out today or that's been being teased, uh, Jason Fabok, Tom King, teaming up for what it appears to be a Swamp Thing story. Pretty they, cool. They he hasn't tw- been seen since Rupert, huh? No, he has. Uh, he came out in Batman in- issue. In Batman, Brave in the Mold. And also Constantine. And Constantine's oh. shown up. So Brave in the Mold. Wasn't he in Metal? 
Was he in metal? Yeah, he, he was, was in yeah. metal <laughs> briefly. Yeah. Yeah. So at least the um, now, is, this, least, is this because of the creator's death, or they just? I don't know. They haven't released any real details. There's no official mm-hmm. announcement. They tweeted out a panel that Swampy. of Swamp Thing like like growing together basically from Faybox art, and he said, "There's this thing in capital letters that I've been wanting to work on forever, and I'm doing it with Tom King." So well, it's Mr. Miracle's done probably that. Probably he's a great character. So yeah, so. and Fabok, I mean, he's killer. Come on, it's Jason Fabok. Yeah, he's he's killer. They he basically they DC asked him what do you want to work on. He said Swamp Thing, and I think it was just one of those things. Well, who you want to work with? Yeah. Well, I haven't worked with Tom King let's, yet. Let's work it out. Yeah. Work, so, uh, the other big comic book news is. Scott Snyder, his final Batman story for a long time, because he said he's going to take a long break from Batman, is called Last Night. K N I G A D. With a K. Yeah. God dang it, Johnny. He's teaming up. He's teaming back up with another longtime partner that he's had, Sean Gordon Murphy. They've described it as Batman meets Mad Max. Batman wakes up. He's young. It's post-apocalyptic. He's got the head of the Joker on his belt, but it's alive <laughs> talking to him. Diane is old. Clark is a baby. Bruce doesn't know what the heck's going on. And he said this is going to be like him, like kind of like with his version of Bruce, like the last story. So it's the last night. I got it. And, 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 and Sean it's Gordon Murphy. It's going to take a little more to sell me on that. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean Gordon Murphy said that this is the last time he's going to be working with a writer for a while. He's going to be doing his own thing after that. So since this story will probably wrap up probably this time next year, like Scott Snyder's last Batman run, what since Scott Snyder's not leaving DC anytime soon, what character do you think he will shepherd next after Batman? That's an excellent question. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be something unexpected. I think you know he'll he'll something hunker small. down. He'll hunker down and because he's been the Batman guy since 2010. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Since so. Detective. Yeah. He um, needs to do somebody like Constantine. That's what I was thinking. Or Dead Man, or you know something the from horror. the the dark side. Yeah. He, <laughs> the dark side. He. I mean, I could definitely see that happening, or he might surprise us all and go somewhere else just to flex some different creative muscle. Is Green he not Arrow. exclusive? To He's got to be. Exclusive. He is. No, okay. He is exclusive to DC. Make him do Green Arrow. Green Arrow. So. Do something better at least. <laughs> Make it better. Um, Scott Snyder, Otto Schmidt. Yes. Um, either way, I think it'll be interesting whatever he does next because yeah. DC's not going to let him go. They're going to allow you know let him do his whatever he wants uh, image thing, but <laughs> yeah. he'll they'll they'll keep him DC. Yeah. So, uh, Josh Williamson, Howard Porter, something else coming out of New York Comic Con, the Flash War. Apparently, yeah. We're finally going to settle who the best Flash is or who the fastest Flash is. Um, as long as they don't actually fight and hate each other, because I'm sick of freaking heroes like fighting each other. If this is done and like all good-hearted, fun stuff with you know Maybe. other things going on, I'll be all about it. Yeah, but it's Josh Williamson. I don't, I don't exactly associate good-hearted fun with. <laughs> well, he's done, he's had some light-hearted moments in the Flash since he took it over. But is the answer anyone else but Barry? A lot of people like will say Wally, it's bro. Wally, dude. I don't Come mind on. the heroes fighting. I mean, because you naturally yeah. do when you're around with people so much, you argue. Yeah. yeah. Go know? to freaking therapy. Don't destroy Manhattan. That's Marvel movies. Whatever. Marvel movies destroy Manhattan. Well, they destroy other cities then. 
Anyway, and then you were bringing up something about Ragnarok. It's going to start the oh, yeah, movie. For the, for the Thor Ragnarok movie, it starts the first part in a three-part arc for the Hulk character. So we're getting a little bit of Planet Hulk in this movie. So there'll be two more movies after Ragnarok that deal heavily with the Hulk. All right. I'm not sure if Avengers is Guardians part of, of the that, Galaxy, maybe. But maybe he has. And I think it's because they can't do their own solo. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, Universal, I yeah. think, still yeah. owns the rights to, For solos. to distribute the movies. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. We'll see a good amount of Hulk in a few movies in the next coming years. Sweet. Um, we have Oblivion Song by Robert Kirkman coming out in March. It's his new book. Is that the name? Sci-fi post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Sci-fi yeah. post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Uh, he's teaming up with an artist named Lorenzo Di Felici. Felici? That's what it said. So mm. it looks cool. I saw the solicit that you sent out to the group. Um, what was the genre good. for the book? <laughs> Sci-fi post-apocalyptic. Oh, like yeah. every image book. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not every image book. <laughs> Come Johnny. on, dude. It's a lot of A lot of Skybound books, yeah. yeah okay. A lot of kind of post-apocalyptic horror type stuff, but right. not every Well, I think the, the premise for this book is something like an entire town gets, like, teleported into yeah. this alternate dimension that's in a post-apocalyptic environment. <laughs> Weird. Okay. Something like that? Yeah. I mean, that's new, so well, I'll give them that. Check out that first issue. So... Uh, then they released DC released their plans for Action Comics 1000, which we are approaching very rapidly here, March. which is in March. Uh, there's going to be a special, like basically the the whole Superman creative team is going to be doing something special. It, 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 it'll be terrible cool. stories. That'll so, probably be a great. Issue. Come on, dude. <laughs> dude, the the bottom line is we we're not going to like Spawn. He's not going to like Superman. That's just going to be a perennial. See, the like, thing is thing. though. Superman's been good for the past 20 years. At no, least good. Spawn no. has never been this, good. Wow. Hey, Spawn was good in Soul Calibur. <laughs> <laughs> I had that game. Yeah. I had yeah, that like because of that. Yeah. Just, I was just like, I gotta um, get it. Yeah. And then just for, just for fun, um, this week, uh, Patrick Gleason was at New York Comic Con, and he tweeted out, like, hey, guys, for those that you couldn't make it, I got some time to answer questions, so if you got them, let me know, or let me know what your thoughts oh, on the yeah. book are. Did you got a question? So, in? Oh, I did. Yeah, I actually did. got several, and he oh, answered one. Of course he did. Um, and I, I, I basically told him, dude, I love the overall tone and vibe of the book. Yes. Um, I my my thing is is you know I want you to stay on for a long time. I can't remember exactly how I phrased it, but I was like, I want a long run from you and Tomasi. And he responded with saying, you know, thanks, we appreciate it, and we're planning on staying on until issue 100. So I was like, that makes me That's happy. A lot. That's like <laughs> okay, two or three more years. Well, if they keep double shipping, yeah, double right? They're at thirty-three today. About so, like two years, almost. Two yeah. Years. So we've got we've got a lot more Superman from them coming. Nice. So they've God, apparently got know. a long run planned. Yeah, we so don't know how to do happy. math. Apparently. Yeah. Anyway, questions. Wait, I want to talk about the oh. Star Wars trailer. I'm just kidding. Star Wars. Well, everybody saw the Star Wars <laughs> yeah. trailer at this it's point. So it was it's awesome. Good. Yeah. Mm. So. Johnny. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Johnny, you didn't buy your IMAX tickets? What are you doing? I don't like Star Wars. Dear God. It's the biggest franchise on the planet, and Johnny doesn't like it. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, <laughs> get, that, you know get back over that wall. <laughs> <laughs> Go adjust those solar panels. <laughs> All right, so uh, question, uh, Nathan, I, I hope that we can do this justice. Uh, it's it's getting kind of late. Uh, question from uh, Nate Armantrout. Um, it says, with the upcoming movie and the endless debates that are sure to ensue, 
what are your guideposts going to be as far as the accuracy of the portrayal of each member of the Justice League? Aquaman's in other words, window. in your opinion, what makes Barry Barry? What makes Vic Vic? What makes Bruce Bruce? Etc. Um, what are or are there any non-negotiable qualities, and what are you flexible on? It's a very deep question. Yeah, yeah, I think more than I have patience to answer at this point. I think, I think if 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 Wonder Woman is the comes oh, across yeah. as as she did both in yeah. BVS and uh, yeah, in her own movie, then that's Gal Gadot. That's cool. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. She's so awesome. Yeah, Bruce, I'm a little bit worried about because they show him being a little quippy, a little funny. He needs to be he needs, the straight man that all the jokes are bounced off of. Right. He's not allowed to make. Like actual jokes. That, that's reactionary, He's just so because boring, of the fact that though. they think that the, all the other ones were dark. You know, they it's were. all reactionary, but that's good. No, it is. Yes, we'll they see were. how it plays out in the movie. Yeah, I remember. Also, you did the one thing about Man of Steel, where he said, "Well, why didn't he save his dad?" Well, of course he didn't save his dad. His dad told him to not to that's not go. Crazy. No, no, that no. That is the craziest thing Eddie I've father, ever heard. He said, "He no. said, no, Eddie's son I don't want you to reveal. I don't want you to reveal. Respect my wish. Do not reveal yourself to the world." Yeah. Remember, he said that. Mm-hmm. And so, that's any father would do if he wanted to protect his son, right? Then you make sure you you protect him in any way. I he gave his life so his son would not yet be revealed to the world. Okay, it's a dark moment, but it built it built that character. I think. Oh, that's a, something well, about Superman. Know. We agree. I feel like You're I like crazy. that movie. I you think me. that, bro? When my dad told me to stay put, I listened. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to the question. I think Ezra Miller does not do it justice as much as Grant Gustin, but we're yet to see. Dude, I've heard that The Flash is, from early, early reviews of the movie, that yeah. The Flash is one of the best parts. Okay. Well, the way they look, I believe the way, it. The way it looks like is that they kind of yeah. developed him after Wally West. Yeah, it doesn't seem you know? like Barry. It's not Barry. They should have just gone with Wally. They couldn't. Yeah. They already had a Barry that was done well. Yeah. Leave that alone. Go Wally. Yeah, That's all you fine. had to do. But you know, and he, he could have been the funny character, the fun guy, and he is in this movie. That's but that's not like. Barry. And so. Aquaman just seems so depressing. He doesn't seem depressing. No, he, he seems, seems all seems like rad as hell, yeah, dude. he seems laid back. I don't know, he seems so dark he to seems me. So chill. I'm 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 down for this Aquaman. Yeah, and here's the other thing. One of the one of the constant <sighs> things that every every young woman that I have talked to about Justice League. Jason hang Momoa. on, yeah, <laughs> hang on. Like, he is drawing so many ladies to that movie that wouldn't even care about Justice League. And so, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah, he is. So I'm just saying, like, they're bringing in, like, <laughs> that was a right casting move. Yeah, yo, that scene with, like, him showing his body and all his yeah. tattoos, like, oh, one, the damn, one thing, just, huh? The one quarrel I have with the trailers we've seen so far, it just, I, without seeing it, it's probably going to be a fine movie, but it seems like another movie where they're just fighting endless hordes of CG characters. Which we've gotten four, five, six times. Already. I'm hoping that with with it being Steppenwolf, that there's more of what a dumb name. Them fighting him singularly. The, the than, drones of endless. Yeah, I'm hoping yeah. the Amazons and the Atlanteans kind of handle more of that, and they team up. And, right. Because if we get that again, it's like, come on, we've seen this. I know. Six times. Well, it's like how how do you direct you know six or seven characters on screen. You know, and keep it interesting. Yeah. So. Well, it started off as a Zack Snyder film. So, I mean, 
co-directed now. Yeah, <laughs> so it depends on just how much um, Josh. Josh changes it, yeah. you know. I do think he probably lightened it up even more. Well, he was in charge yeah. of editing. All the post-production was Josh. Yeah. We so. veered way off of Nate's yeah, actual Nate, question. We'll about Any other questions? Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most metal moment so far in your opinion of this <laughs> prestigious DC event? Dawnbreaker was pretty metal. <laughs> Dawnbreaker was pretty freaking metal. <laughs> Baby Darkseid. I'm really up the mad horns. that they didn't title the Dawnbreaker story "Fade to Black." Yeah, from Metallica. It was literally. It was. Fade to black. Yeah, it, that's what it was. <laughs> what did they title it? Uh, uh, it was another. It was another darkness type cool. themed thing. I don't. I'm not sure if it was a song, but I was like missed opportunity, guys. Should have <laughs> should have been Fade to Black. So that um, was pretty intense. Yeah, I think. I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like the part where uh, Batman straps Flash to the hood. That's pretty freaking yeah, metal. That's, pretty cool. yeah. that's where he wakes up yeah. right, right there. He's like, "What the?" That's what pretty a freaking creep, metal, man. <laughs> so there's, some, there's been some good moments in the whole thing. Freaking Bruce reanimated his parents with the power of the ring. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty metal. Hey, <laughs> I know. Spoilers. Another spoiler. Mom's head like, is just he, kind of flopping. Yeah. He subtracted like the light from their bodies. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty metal. It's pretty metal. <laughs> I think he just needs to go to therapy and let some stuff out. Come on. So, anyway, um, yeah. I think I think Dawnbreaker so far probably the most metal. Yeah. So I should probably read that. You should. It's um, it's late. Uh, we don't have any new reviews. Guys, if you like what you hear, go on to patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, you can get on for as little as $3. dollars gets you the exclusive content, which we just recorded a whole bunch more of the Larry episodes. Yeah, new batch. New batch, so stay tuned after um, this particular episode. So we'll have Multiversity University tagged on there again. Yeah, and uh, email yeah. email him your thoughts and uh, you know like uh, suggestions for topics. At, uh, Larry or ask questions. All-star, yeah, right. Larry at allstarcomicspodcast.com. Yeah, we actually uh, recorded an episode tonight. Um, Larry's responding to some questions that he he did get um, to this point. I think that that episode uh, for everybody is going to air, I think, November 1st. November 1st. Um, but uh, patrons will be able to uh, get all of the ones that we recorded uh, today. Time, yeah. Um, by the end of the week, I'll, I'll have those up. You should you should see them in your inbox. But uh, again, it, you know, if you guys have any questions for Larry uh, regarding the stuff that he talks about, we're gonna we're gonna try and do uh, a, a question response episode at least one every month or so. I mean, as as needed, we'll we'll throw one cool. in there. It won't it won't be the next week that you get answers to your questions but uh yeah we record like six or seven at a time yeah so but um yeah send your questions to larry at allstarcomicspodcast.com i gotta think I, of some I like, good ones i like that it's episodic i just wish he would do like like a like a like an arc one and then he it would is. be like he is. oh cool he's because like it's it's like if he just stopped and said like to be continued i'm like what no that's no coming. that's coming i think as of next yeah year. yeah he's yeah. got so i just he's, ruined it he's got one coming <laughs> up um that's at least four parts nice so yeah, it's they're good it's they're gonna good. be yeah I'm, I'm excited so uh if you want to keep up with everything at horizon comics uh at horizon comics on uh, like at like Horizon Comics. I've had a stroke. I can't talk anymore. Um, like Horizon Comics on Facebook, at Horizon Comics on Twitter and Instagram. The Johnny Two by Four on everything. Yes. 
Hydra55 five five on everything. St. Jonathan on everything. Christian on Facebook. Yep, Facebook. Yeah, he's the only Christian on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, I, I did have a person one time. I said, my name is Chris. My name is named after religion. And someone goes like, why would someone name you Jew? <laughs> and I'm like, no, Jeez. it's Christian. What the? That was just. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, have a great week. All right, this is Larry. Welcome back to Multiversity University. Tonight, we're going to talk about something that I really debated whether or not I wanted to discuss this. Um, and it seems like we're kind of moving backwards in time a little bit. In the first episode, we talked about basically the beginnings of the Silver Age. Then we went back a little over 20 years to talk about Famous Funnies, number one. Then we went back nearly 100 years to talk about the adventures of Mr. Obadiah Oldbuck. And now we're going to go back even further into the 1500s because I think we really should talk a little bit about the Pioneer Age. Now, the Pioneer Age is the one age of comic books where there really are no comic books. The Pioneer Age is really the early history of comic strips. And the reason that we want to talk about the early history of comic strips is because comic books are just inextricably linked to comic strips. The early comic books really sprang from comic strips. And everything that we think of as far as how comic books tell their stories really came originally from comic strips. The whole idea of sequential storytelling comes from comic strips. Word balloons come from comic strips. All the things that we think of are associated with comic books come from the comic strips themselves. And if you think about it, what is a comic book but just a really long comic strip? So we don't really know when the first comic strip appeared. We do know that it was a result of something that changed so much in history, and that was Gutenberg's printing press. Because now you could make something like a comic strip, and you could print a lot of them really cheaply. You could distribute them as much as you wanted. And the thing that the printing press did is it made books a lot cheaper. So that meant that more people could actually afford to buy books, and that meant that more people could learn how to read. So you might think that comic strips got started because people couldn't read and they wanted something with pictures to get their attention, but the real reason comic strips were able to get started was because more people could read in the 1500s than ever could have read before. Now, what comic strips originally were is basically religious or political propaganda, Uh Somebody who had a particular point of view would create a comic strip, print up a bunch of them, and literally just distribute them on the streets. It wasn't until a lot later that they began to appear in things like books, magazines, and eventually newspapers. But even then, they were still primarily for political reasons. They really weren't for the purposes of entertainment or telling much of a story. In fact, most of them for a long time until the 19th century, they really weren't even sequential. They were a lot of times just single panels, but they were still developing all the things that we think of in comic strips today as far as how we tell a story. Now, where the link to modern comics comes in is in the early 19th century with someone that we mentioned before, Rudolf Tupfer. 
the guy who was the first one to really come up with the idea of the comic strip as entertainment. And Rudolf Topfer ended up having several different comic strips that were published in newspapers throughout Europe uh, and with copies eventually published in the United States as well. And he actually wrote seven different graphic novels that were published, The Adventures of Mr. Obadiah Oldbuck just being the first of those. So in the, finally in the early 19th century, we do begin to get this sequential storytelling and we do also uh, get what we would call the modern comic strip which will eventually lead to the comic books that we have today. Now, if you look at the Overstreet Price Guide, they have kind of an interesting dating system for the Pioneer Age. They say that the Pioneer Age starts from around 1500 and ends in 1828. But I'm going to have to take a little bit of an issue with that, because how can the Pioneer Age end in 1828 and then you have the first comic book in 1837? The reason for that is that in the Overstreet Price Guide, what they do is they take this series of comic books that were published, well, I don't want to call them comic books, these series of comic magazines that were published starting in about 1829 and continued to be published into the 1840s that were called comic almanacs. The thing about these comic almanacs, though, is that they really weren't comic books. What they were were magazines with single-panel cartoons in them. There was no sequential storytelling at all. And so, in my opinion, these really belong in the pioneer age because this was another step in the development of what would become the comic book, with the comic almanac being sort of the, uh, the pinnacle of that development and what leads into the first comic book and leads us into the first comic book age. So I think that the pioneer age, the age of the early comic strips, should really be dated from around 1500 to 1836. And then in 1837, we actually begin to get our first age of comic books, the Victorian age, which we'll talk about in our next segment. <laughs> 